Yeah, 16 minutes it is before uh, 9 p.m. It's our Culture Talk segment here on Metro FM Talk. Tonight, we're joined by South African filmmaker Pumi Morare, joining us all the way from L.A. And uh, we know that in the next nine days, uh, or I guess nine days from where we are now, uh, we'll uh, probably know, I guess, um, yeah, who the winner is um, of uh, an award that uh, Pumi has been nominated for, the NAACP Image Award. And uh, this is for her film, Langa, which has been shortlisted as well for live-action short film category of the 94th Academy Awards. And uh, she joins us uh, this evening to tell us a bit more about this film. Uh, but more importantly, uh, I guess, uh, all of the... Um, work and effort that went into uh, producing it um, and thereafter of course um, getting it into distribution marketing it and making sure as many people can see it uh, Pumi joins us now on the line Pumi good evening and welcome Hi, I was good to hear from you and thank you for having me Yeah, thank you very much uh, for joining us uh, you in LA, what time is it there? Uh, it's quarter to 11 in the morning here Quarter to eleven in the morning. Okay, all right. So um, yeah, yeah. What ten hour? Ten hour difference somewhere there. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ten hour time difference. Okay, all right. Pumi, talk to us just uh, I guess about um, and firstly kudos, congratulations. Uh, certainly, we are proud as South Africa to uh, have Thank you representing you. us on all of those auspicious and august stages of the world with a production that is, I guess, a quintessential South African film. Um, and uh, so first to register our congratulations and to say, um, and then I think the second is to maybe get into, you know, this production uh, that uh, you've put together here, which has very, been very, very well received. Talk to me about the motivations behind it. And I guess the process of putting Laguchwani Langa together, a film set in 1980s apartheid South Africa. Uh, Thank you so much for your kind words. I appreciate that. Um, The film is actually, uh, it was my thesis project from film school. Mm -hmm. So I went to film school at a place called Chapman University in California. And um, this was my thesis production for graduation. And it was actually a story that's inspired by my mom and her brother and something that happened to them in the 80s when... Mm -hmm. My mom saw her brother getting abducted by um, apartheid cops. So I was really inspired by it because my mom showed so much courage and heroism. And it was interesting because not a lot of people even know the story of what she did. And um, not even people in my family or me and my sisters didn't know. And so I just felt like there's a lot of untold stories of, you know, ordinary people who did these heroic things and who overcame and surmounted for us and and people don't know about it and and I wanted to share my mother's story. Um, And then the way it came about to shoot it, I mean, because my school is in California, it was a lot of work to convince them that I wanted to shoot it in in Johannesburg um, and I wanted to go home um, because ideally the school wants people to shoot um, their thesis projects around the area where the school is. But mm. I felt like if I wanted to have authenticity in this film, it needed to be shot at home. Um, so it took about a year of planning and fundraising and convincing a lot of committees at my school to let me travel home to shoot the film. 
Um, and then we also had a lot of help locally. We had help from after film school in Johannesburg. They treated us like we were their film students. Um, and their staff and students were so helpful um, on the shoots. Uh, we had a production company called Stage 5 Films who mentored us and helped us find different resources. Um, and most of our crew was actually local, so mm-hmm. we had a great um, you know, local film production team. Um, and that's, that's how it came about. Sure, sure. I want to pause here for a second, um, Pumi, and uh, maybe for the purpose of our listeners, play just a short, uh, I guess, a clip from the movie, and uh, certainly they could hear uh, in the, the coming audio uh, just uh, some of uh, the work that has gone into this one, and we'll continue thereafter. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, is uh, a clip there coming through from Lagochoni Langa. And uh, Pumi, you've mentioned, I guess, a, a lot of the support that you received. Um, I assume you then, I guess, once the shooting had been done, did a lot of the post-production out in the U.S. Um, or maybe here in South Africa. But then, I guess, the, the, the task of really taking it to audiences in the U.S., how did this resonate with them? I mean, uh, yes, there are universal elements to it, but I guess also, as I said, very much a South African story as well. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing that we started doing was just sending it to film festivals everywhere. So, um, South Africa, the U.S., um, Europe, um, and the first place it premiered was in France, at a mm. festival called Clermont France, um, and then it premiered at the Pan-African Film Festival in the U.S., um, and then premiered in South Africa at the then International Film Festival. But I think what wasn't clear to me is how it was going to be received by international audiences because, you know, it's a South African story set in the past about a black woman. I didn't know if people would really resonate with that. But it seemed like people really, really did resonate with it. And I think it's because at the heart of the story, it's it's about... Um, love overcoming evil and love mm. overcoming oppression and it's about a woman who wants to protect her family. It's also in a way a story about motherhood and, and the strength of motherhood. So I think maybe those, those universal elements are what people resonated with and mm. still, I'm still mind blown by how people who have made it with the film and the recognition it received. It's, it's really beyond my wildest dreams of, of what I could have imagined for the film. Mm, mm. And of course, I mean, you know, the two um, awards that you nominated for, um, I mean, nominated alongside uh, a very, very strong, I guess, cohort of other filmmakers as well. I mean, that should also surely 
you know, um, add a feather in your cap. I think there's also another South African there as well, Muzim Tembu. Um, but um, I mean, just mm-hmm. when you reflect on the journey of putting this film together, um, and more importantly, I guess the impetus it might give you for future productions. I mean, what, what lessons do you draw mm-hmm. from that? What inspiration do you draw from that? And uh, I guess um, you might also want to talk about some of the other projects you might be working on going forward. Yeah, I think the biggest lesson for me is that, um, you know, sometimes when we go out and make films, you're afraid to do the thing that's on your heart because you think maybe, you know, it won't resonate with people or it won't travel. Um, And so sometimes people might maybe write something that they think is going to, you know, do well. So they write for the audience rather than writing about something they care about. Mm. And so the biggest lesson for me is that it's important to do something that you're really passionate about, that you really care about, um, because what happens is it becomes, the passion shows through, and it also, the authenticity shows through as well. And that's what ends up resonating with people. Um, So it gives me courage for the work that I want to do in the future, that I should do work not because I think this is what people will like, mm. but it's because it's something I am passionate about. And so even like the next film that I'm going to shoot, it's another short film that's inspired by a folk tale. And that's because I really love mythology and I really love, love folk tales. Um, and then the feature work that I do, um, like I'm working on a, a feature film right now, um, which is a story about um, that's often inspired by a, a legend, um, and it's a story that's focused on you know, an ordinary black woman as well. And, and, and I really care about stories about women and about Africans in their ordinary lives. So, yeah, so it gives me hope that if I just do the things that I'm really passionate mm. about, um, that is that's important. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess the business of it, uh, we're always interested in that. I mean, we're a political economy and business show as well. And um, we're always interested, I guess, in the commercial part of it. Um, one would think your experiences mm-hmm. in that part of the world have sort of given you a lot of lessons around how, one, you, I guess, get the value and benefit that is due to you from your intellectual labor in putting all of these great works together. Um, but also, on the other hand, you might need commercial partnerships that get it into many different screens. Mm-hmm. Sorry, could you repeat the question? Yeah, yeah. So, so I was asking, I mean, if, if any, uh, what lessons have you learned about that part of uh, your practice that you might want oh, to consider? Oh, right, okay. So I think the thing that was interesting for me was that um, I never knew that short films have a commercial life, I always thought Mm. that they are kind of just these pieces of art that are exhibited at film festivals and then, you know, they maybe get awards or not. And so, actually, the experience of this film has showed me that they do have a commercial life um, and that they are, because when you go to film festivals, you get to meet with uh, distributors of different kinds of films, you get to meet with uh, people who, you know, buy buy films to, to sell around the world. And so I've met people that are buying short films and, and selling them. And so it was really interesting to me to learn that, oh, okay, you can actually 
um, you know, make a short film and then sell it, and and it can have a commercial life. And um, that's been really eye-opening to me, and it's also been eye-opening just learning about, you know, that that side of of film distribution and, and marketing and, and how it all works, because it's not something I learned at film school a lot. It's something that I just had to learn on the go by attending film festivals. Mm, mm. Um, and, and I guess you, you would have a team around you, a support structure that would help you and at least handhold you as you as you wade into that side of things, which is, I guess, as I said, quite commercial. Yes, I did have a, a team that helped. So um, I had somebody at my film school that was helping me navigate film festivals and then also Stage 5 Films in South Africa. Mm. Um, they were our mentors on the shoot and they were also helping us uh, connect with the right people who would give us the information that we needed. Um, and so we did consult with a lot of people to figure out how to navigate film festivals, mm. how to... Um, speak to you know film distributors and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Pume, all of the best. As I said, we are nine days away from the announcement of um, you know uh, uh, that NWACP Image Award. Uh, we wish you all of the best for that, and also I guess for the ninety uh, fourth Academy Awards uh, short film category. Uh, kudos to you. Congratulations, um, and uh, we are immeasurably proud of you. Uh, here on Metro FM Talk. Uh, Thank you. Shine, uh, the light and also bring our stories to um, a much wider and a global audience. Uh, and so we want to thank you for that. Thank you so much and thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. That there was uh, Pumi Morara speaking to us uh, from LA where I guess yeah, it's about uh, in that part of the world. And uh, as I said, nine days from now, she will know uh, the outcome of her nomination for the NAACP Image Award uh, and the short film category at uh, the Academy Awards. And, uh, you know, whether or not she wins, uh, of course, but whether or not she wins, I think this is a victory uh, for her as a filmmaker, a victory for African film, and I think a victory for uh, our stories, which continue uh, certainly in the universal character resonate with many many an audience across the world and uh, yeah great to have had and uh, had spoken uh, to uh, Upome uh, on our show this evening and uh, yeah that's the tail end of our show folks uh, for uh, this uh, week and uh, we're gonna have to leave it here uh, the man with the music is standing by he is your soulful accompaniment for the remainder of this Thursday from now, 9, right through to midnight. Big thank you, George Nochoala, for putting together this great product. And to you, the listener, Umbule Longazenzi, CEO, take strength, my Africa, and Google says, banga, le economy. South Africa, we are under lockdown. Stay alert. Download the Covert Alert SA app free of charge. Every download means more lives saved. Hashtag we are in this together. Hashtag Metro FM cares. Parsons Hill, we've got you.